It's Tuesday, October 13, 2012. Elections have consequences. We want our children to live in America that isn't threatened by the destructive power of a warming planet. Obama talks climate change, but will he and can he deliver? Grover Norquist versus the Koch brothers. The U.S. projected to become the Saudi Arabia of oil. Plus, this was uh, cataclysmic for New York. Superstorm Sandy was very expensive. All of that and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Let me get this right. So all the record temperatures throughout the America this year, uh, all the uh, severe droughts uh, and land burning up and now the severe storms, etc. Not climate change. Turns out, gays. Oh, I knew it was the gays. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Des, well, we're back after taking a week off to cover the elections. I trust there was no green news at all (laughs) that happened over the past week. Oh, yeah, yeah, there was nothing really important to cover. But we will, by the way, have plenty of catch-up on our website at greennews.bradblog.com. What do you got for us today? Well, first, this happened. But despite all our differences, most of us share certain hopes for America's future. We want our children to live in America that isn't threatened by the destructive power of a warming planet. The destructive power of the what? He's talking about climate change. Who was that guy? Yeah, I know. That's President Obama in the middle of his victory speech on election night. He actually referred to global warming for the first time in ages. And that was for the first time in a speech that a lot of Americans actually saw. But the question now is, will he and can he deliver? With the Republican majority in the House of Representatives, there is only so much that he can do. Very soon, Obama will have to make a final decision on whether to approve the controversy controversial Keystone XL tar sands pipeline from Canada. More immediate is the looming expiration of the crucial wind energy production tax credit that expires in December. The U.S. wind industry warns that 37,000 workers will lose their jobs immediately if it's not renewed. The Republican majority in the House is against renewing the wind energy tax credit, even as they favor keeping billions in annual permanent oil industry subsidies. Now, they were against renewing the wind tax credit before the election. Are they still against it even after the election? Very much so. It seems like they're going to try to use it as a bargaining chip. Message not received. Now, some groups have floated the idea of a carbon tax as these so-called fiscal cliff negotiations get underway on Capitol Hill. A carbon tax on heat-trapping carbon emissions would force polluters to pay for their pollution and fund clean energy projects, and it would also reduce the deficit by bringing in an estimated $150 billion a year in new revenue. Even Grover Norquist of Americans for Tax Reform was open to the the idea of a carbon tax. He said on Monday that it wouldn't violate his anti-tax pledge. That is until American Energy Alliance, a Koch brothers front group, smacked him down hard, <laughs> saying, quote, Grover, just butch it up and oppose this lousy idea directly. Wow. Now, yeah. now we should tell folks that the carbon tax was the more progressive way to deal with uh, greenhouse gases. But in trying to compromise, uh, the Obama administration and, and Democrats had gone along with 
with the idea of cap and trade, which was initially a Republican idea until the Republicans decided they didn't like it anymore either. So right. now we may go back to the more progressive idea of a, just a direct carbon tax. Well, it's possible, but the White House says that President Obama has no plans at this point to introduce a carbon tax. We'll see what happens. The United States could overtake Saudi Arabia as the world's biggest oil producer by the year 2020. That's according to the International Energy Agency in their annual World Energy Outlook report. Based on current trends, the Paris-based IEA projects that the U.S. would be a net exporter of oil by 2030. That's because of unconventional drilling techniques like hydraulic fracturing and projected improvements in energy efficiency like Obama's new mileage standards for cars. But the IEA report also acknowledges that this would be dangerous for the climate, saying that no more than a third of those proven reserves of fossil fuels could be burned if we want to avoid global temperatures from rising beyond the two degrees Celsius limit that's been recommended by the global scientific community. Meanwhile, climate change is on the mind of New York Governor Andrew Cuomo in the aftermath of Superstorm Sandy. We have to make sure that we're prepared for when this happens again. In a press conference on Monday, Governor Cuomo said he will seek $30 billion in additional federal aid from Congress to rebuild New York City's aging infrastructure to withstand future extreme weather impacts due to climate change. It's a wise investment for the federal government to help us build this economy back. The sooner we get the New York economy running, the better for uh, this state and this nation. Building resilience into New York City's infrastructure will cost tens of billions of dollars, but that's still cheaper than the $60 billion in losses caused by Superstorm Sandy. For more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help sponsor the Green News Report. We rely on you to stay on your public airwaves. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report.